This is Weirdly Enough, your regular podcast for strange stories and amazing facts. Delivered straight to your favorite podcast directory and at weirdlyenough.com. Now, here are your hosts, Andy and Len. Hello, I'm Andy Keen. And I'm Len Johnson. Well, that's right. We're back again, this time exclusively on podcast. It's really easy to get your regular dose of strange. Simply search for your, your favorite podcast directory for Weirdly Enough or visit our website, weirdlyenough.com, to listen on your web browser. We're all over the socials as well, uh, Weirdly Enough Podcast on Facebook. On Twitter, we're uh, Weirdly Enough PC, because they didn't allow... Uh, the- the podcast in there they only go up to 15 characters on, on twitter they're they're kind of funny about their characters aren't they on twitter you know it's sorry about yeah yeah they still used, have that limit uh, well it was it used to be 140 which i loved and then they increased it all and the reason i loved it it was concise and small and narrow you know and the, do you know what annoys me about twitter well not annoys me but what well, i've always wondered is yeah how do you get a blue check mark oh that, that yeah a tech mark i think uh I think that's for mortal, for we're just mere mortals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To that, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're also on Instagram, and I have no idea Insta. what we're going, or what we're going to be doing on Insta. Well, give us your Insta pout. What? You have to have an Insta pout. Oh right, no. You know, you know, you know when you say people doing the pouting, the Insta pout. Yeah, I haven't quite got that far yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is the first of many, uh, and today we're going to be looking at. The Hollow Earth. The Hollow Earth, which sounds to me a bit like those people that uh, believe the world's flat. It's a similar kind of thing. I actually find it a lot more fascinating, though. Um, as you know, I've always been fascinated by all things subterranean. Right, yeah. And You're in your bunker. Yeah, we all know you live in a bunker. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've uh, sort of um, I've got you might call a bunker mentality. Mm. Um but recently, there's a guy I've become very fascinated by on YouTube. He's an Irish um, conspiracy researcher, alternative writer, yeah. occultist. Oh, right. Um, occultist or occultist? Occultist. Occultist. Yeah. Uh, called Thomas Sheridan. Yeah. Uh, originally uh-huh. from Ballymun. Uh-huh. Good working class dub. But now he lives in Sligo. Okay. But he always talks about the inner earth. Right. I was like, what, what do you mean, the, the earth? The earth. The earth. The, the it's like a yurt. The inner okay. earth. He was right. referring to, and uh, it got me kind of uh, researching yep. the last stuff. You ever seen those people that, that go and live in yurts? You can buy them online, like flat pack. Yeah, they've got a fact. Them. They're always going on about that. Uh, that in the archers. Yeah. Know, God, we're so unprofessional. We just <laughs> ramble on here. Ramble anyway, on. back to the topic in hand. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's been legends and mythologies for years and years and years, all of the world and all different cultures about the idea that. The Earth is actually like a honeycomb. Yeah. Um, now there's two kind of conceptions of it. There's the idea that it's it's merely got like lots of these mad caves that go right the way down hundreds of miles, right? And little people live in them, yeah, and have little societies and stuff like that. Which actually, believe it or not, is not the most bizarre theory. Is that a bit like Jules Verne's journey to the center? Sort of yes. like that, yeah. Similar I, I read idea, that. Yeah. And I can't really remember what he found in there. What was there creatures? He, 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 or, I found like great little men and. Um, like a little, like a, a big sea, you know. All oh, right. And it yeah. was, I, I, I can't remember. Did they go down in, in Iceland and then they popped up in like Sicily or somewhere like that? Right. They travelled so far yeah. under the earth. It was an odd story. Um, but yeah, similar to that, he was tapping into that idea really of the hollow earth. Yeah. Uh, now Edmund Halley, the comic guy of all people, actually theorised there was 
and Anna Garf. Him and his comet. And he sort of thought um, that there was like like a little, almost like a hollow shell to the Earth, hmm. and it was about five hundred miles thick, and two inner concretic shells with an innermost core, and atmospheres separated the shells. And the spares rotated at different speeds. And then there's another guy called Syme, an American guy in the late 18th century. And he developed the idea of what they call Syme holes. Syme which holes. is the idea that there's actually little holes at the North Pole and the South Pole. Yeah. And in theory, if you can locate the holes, yeah. you should be able to climb down into the, the inner earth. And also naming it after yourself makes it legendary, doesn't it? Yeah, it the does. Sim, yeah. Sim holes. And yeah. he, he actually went holes to the US... Co- 1818, John Cleve Symes Jr. And he, um, he was actually uh, looking to get money to go to the the inner Earth. Right. Um, and he believed that the Earth would be stocked with thrifty vegetables and animals, if not men. Mm. So he thought it could be quite a good... Um, like... Sort of resource for the you know the the nascent United States. Yeah, but uh-huh. there's a weird thing that I came across on the in the bios of the internet. Okay, and now that's not a place uh, it's very good to troll through the bios well, of the internet. It gets yes. uh, gets worrying down there. Now I'm gonna get my conspiracy guy hat on here. Right nowadays the media is very controlled. Uh, there's a few big companies that control basically all the media. You know, like it's very. Yeah. You know, in the mainstream media, anyway. That but, hat's great. It it's still it's it's a red hat. It says "Make conspiracies great again." It, it, it well, it's it's it's, it's a good hat as well because it's it's got an aerial on it. Okay. Uh, and I I receive sort of signals from the cosmos. You know, the cosmos, you of know, course. it's kind of handy that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Back in the day, there's lots of strange little local newspapers, right. and they were like truly independent. Still are. And <laughs> lots of strange little local newspapers. But these were really strange. And in America in particular, they were forever come across weird stories of like giant spin, you know, like skeletons of like, you know, 15 foot tall guys and stuff like yeah. that, you know. Uh-huh. And there's one called um, the, the Semi Weekly South Kentuckian. Semi-weekly. Which came out twice a week in South Kentucky. See, that, enough. that's ambiguous. Semi Weekly. It's a bit like bi-weekly. Well, I would imagine... Most would, semi does mean yeah, every well, half. Well, I would I imagine know. it probably came out on, you know, like a Monday or Friday or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. But basically what the crack was, in 1885, near the city of Moberly in Missouri... Okay, yeah. Um, miners were mining a shaft 360 feet deep, and they broke into a cavern that revealed a wonderful buried city. Hmm. Um, and there was... Basically, masonry and artifacts, uh, metal statues, metallic saws, and a stone fountain that flowed with perfectly pure water. Hmm. Uh, lying behind, beside the fountain were portions of a human being, and they measured it, and they reckoned it was three times the size of an ordinary man, and possessed of wonderful muscular power and quickness. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was a very strange little aside, and that was published in the newspaper in 1885. In Missouri, there's lots of caves, uh, and one of them is uh, the Merrimack Caves, they're yeah, called. They're kind of not quite to the scale of, of Northern Ireland's Marble mm. Arch, to be honest, if, 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 if I want to be a wee bit truthful here uh, and big up uh, for mana for once. But um, it's apparently where Jesse James head out. Oh, right. and there's a whole yeah. like Jesse James thing, so you can go and see that. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Jesse James wasn't from the... From the I'm surprised I, he didn't escape the inner earth. He should have, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, a lot of people think that 
Now, there's a guy called Rodney Clough, and he, he's big, and he's like a recent surfer searcher into the hollow earth out there, and he reckons UFOs actually come from inside the inner earth. Right. And it's like an advanced civilization. They fly out and then fly around yeah, above yeah. us. So they're yeah. not actually coming from outer space, they're actually a very advanced civilization, and these guys pop out through the sign holes. Yes. At the top uh-huh. and bottom of the planet. Those trademark sign holes. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. From earlier. Um, and interestingly enough, um, now, I was reading a book last year, and it's called Hitler's Monsters by a guy called Eric Kurlander. Right. And he, it was actually really fascinating, because the Nazis were big into what he would call friend science. Yes. And they're into all kinds of weird and wonderful theories. But a lot of um, these guys um, were into the idea of the inner earth in a big way. And um, they actually, there's, if you look up the uh, Google images of the inner earth, there'll be a, a map of the inner earth, and the most commonly reproduced one was actually produced by one of these kind of Nazi um, kind of theorists. All right, that's um, nice. Well, yeah, this is it, yeah. But um, strangely enough, there was an experiment that was conducted by a Nazi scientist called Hans Fischer, and it was on the island of Rügen, and Rügen is a big island in the Baltic Sea. And what they were trying to do was observe a British fleet by pointing the lenses of their infrared equipment up at a 45 degree angle. And the idea was that the Earth, though the Earth was concave, normal rays were refracted off the ocean, but infrared rays were not. Um, and they saw only the sky, so this shows that they believed in search for evidence of alternative Earth theories. So they're into this idea that the Earth might have been concave and we were actually... Yes, this is the mad idea. They actually thought we lived in the inner earth. Oh, right. So the sky... So so what these guys believed was not only did they believe in the inner earth, they they took things a step further. They actually believed that we were in the inner earth. Okay. And that the sky was actually... Like an inner sky. Yeah. If you can visualize something. This is very hard on radio. You know, when you, because you, you, you really need to see the diagrams and whatnot. Was it like a kind of a, a tube that went yeah. around and the sky was the top of it? Oh, I got it now. But what I find remarkable, right, is if you were a government funded scientist today yeah. and you went up to Johnson or whatever, uh-huh. or, or Trump, yeah. and says, look, I've got this idea. Um, might be a bit hard for you to accept, but there's first part of it is the earth's actually hollow and they're like oh, okay right okay uh, and we live inside it oh make no mistake Trump would be all over that he would love that so it's the idea that not only did they not ring for the guys with the white coats uh-huh. they actually bunged this guy Heinz Fischer presumably a lot of money and resources in the middle of a war in 1942 when pre- presumably there's actually more important things to be getting on with hmm. To go and do this mad experiment, you know, it is actually mind-boggling. But it's kind of, kind of, you kind of think, well, they must have kind of given it some credence, yeah, uh-huh. or else they were totally mad. It's, it's just a, a very interesting little aside. And the shaver mystery. Have you ever heard of the shaver mystery? The shaver mystery. No, what's this? This in the annals of the tales of the inner earth. Is this, this how you can use a pyramid to to? Um uh, sharpen your razor blade. Oh, that's from the old. Yeah, that reminds me of the old Raider Digest anthologies of, yeah. of weird stuff back in the day. <laughs> uh, the pyramid. I don't know if that's true or not. Apparently, it's it's not true. All oh, right. Um, now there was a guy called Richard Sharp Shaver, and he was an American writer and outsider artist. No. <laughs> which is now 
We should really do a fuck about Night well, Sider art yeah. at some point because that's I'll be I'll be very much of an remit. A little bit different to naive art, which is something yeah. that I always think I'm going to take up. I can't paint, I can't draw, yeah. but I could call it naive. Is naive unskilled and outsider is like skilled but not but crazy crazy yeah, yeah. I think that's I think kind so. of what it is yeah <laughs> I guess what it is um, yeah basically now there was an imag- a pulp magazine back in the day in America called Amazing Stories and it was uh, all about kind of weird and I think you know like Jeremy um, who was that guy with you know the guy that was like he was something Flash Gordon. Right, yeah. He was, it was all Flash Gordon type stuff. That was what you would have found in the pulp magazines back Gordon's in the day. Gordon's alive! All that sort okay. of stuff, yeah. I think that came out actually of a pulp magazine originally. Um, but during uh, 1943, now the editor at the time was a guy called Ray Palmer. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting in his office one day in 1943 and he used to get deluged in the post by all these, you know, prospective artists and illustrators and. Yeah. writers and you know general randomers you know so he was sorting for all that stuff and he suddenly came across this strange story by this guy called Ray Palmer okay and no not Ray Palmer Richard Shaver the, the, and he, what struck him was this guy wasn't claiming to be writing fiction mm-hmm. he was claiming that this was fact this strange story right. now basically what had happened was um, he was working on the factory this guy Shaver in 1932, yeah. and odd things started to happen. Okay. Um, he began to notice that one of the welding guns on his job site, by some freak of uh, the, the, the coil fields attunements, was allowing him to hear the thoughts of the men working around him. Yeah. Well, that happens all the time. Yeah. Welding, is it? Yeah. But it got worse. Okay. Because I hate it when this happens. Yeah, but he then received the telepathic record of a torture session <laughs> conducted by malign entities mm. in caverns deep within the earth, mm. which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, now there is basically he um, went through this whole kind of story about what what was going on, and he said he Shaber had become fascinated by this whole thing, and he discovered it in an ancient language he called Mantong, um, which was sort of. He reckoned it was like a, a sort of ancestor language to all the languages on the earth, and it was spoken by these strange characters that lived in the inner earth. Okay. Um, and so Palmer was intrigued, so he wrote back to Shaver and asking how he'd learned of Mantong. And then Shaver responded with a 10,000 word letter entitled A Warning to Future Man. Uh, and he, he said, Oh, he'd been like kidnapped by these creatures. <laughs> and he, he learned about their society and that, you know. Right. Um, and he called them. Um, the the Deros and they're basically sort of like inhabitants of a, a race of giants that had lived in the earth 12,000 years ago until the sun began emitting deadly radiation so these guys were forced into the inner earth and degenerated and basically became evil mm-hmm. um, but they had this sort of hatred of mankind presumably because they lived on, on the surface of the planet and you know they're maybe jealous of them yeah. so they started kidnapping people and doing dreadful experiments to them um, so basically it was them he, he was asking for more information he says like could you maybe send us some more stuff so the guy sent in a novella sized piece of about 31,000 words uh, and it was published in the magazine called I Remember Lemuria mm. and this is the weird thing first off it became a best selling issue and everybody thought it was, oh, this is a great new story 
But then a lot of people began writing in saying they too had been kidnapped by these Daros. Right. Which is really weird because the guy that was writing, the, well, the editor, he was sort of thinking, well, this guy's a bit of a spiffer. This is obviously like a kind of artistic conceit that it's, it really happened, but you know, it doesn't. Okay. But suddenly he got thousands and thousands of letters. <laughs> All over America. From people who have been kidnapped as well. Yeah. And, right. And the guy, the editor's thinking, but this is made up. What's going on here? This is really bizarre. It's taken on this whole kind of thing of its, you know, energy of itself. And then they got letters from all over the world. Okay. And right. post-war, 1946, a lady wrote in from France. Uh-huh. And she reckoned that in 1943, she, she was going out with, like, a doctor. Uh, like a doctor? With a doctor. With a doctor. With a doctor. Sorry, that's so the that was clear. Um, she was going out with this doctor guy. Yeah. And he says, like, come round, we'll go for dinner or whatever. Um, meet me around the lab tonight. And she's like, oh, no problem. And she, he says, just find your own way to the lab. Just get the lift. You know, I'll meet you down there because I'm kind of busy and stuff. So she goes to the lab, she gets into the lift. Yeah. And goes right down. But the lift was broken in the sense that the buttons were broken so it wouldn't stop and it kept going down and down and down past the basement yes. to this kind of bottom kind of sub-basement yeah. and it opens up and then guess what she gets kidnapped by these little oh yeah guys and taken yeah. away and you know all kinds of I horrible the, things were done I, like I blame the installers of the lift yeah but luckily enough she she was freed apparently after four months by kind of friendly Right, kind of inner earth yeah. people, yeah. Um, and then she was able to kind of recount her tale to the, you know, the the Amazing Stories magazine. What about the sort of doctor? Did he just move on? Did he? Doesn't didn't, the story doesn't relate? Yeah, went and had a galwas and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. sold yeah. off some morphine around the back. Right, so all very interesting. It is uh, inner earth. The, wow, the inner earth, and like I said, it's a vast subject, and we're only really scraping the surface. But yeah, yeah. Plenty, plenty to research out there. If you have a vast subject that you want us to research, or or anything, you know, any any tales uh, for us. But but do you know even even if you have a theory or something that you want us to look into in more detail here. You can email us. Uh, it's podcast at weirdlyenough.com. Also contact us through the socials. We would love to hear from you. There's just so much across all the uh, all the TV channels, all the online things. Now, I want to call them streaming services and stuff of, of just weird television and just just odd little things that that I like to look at and. If you're familiar with this cover of uh, Pulp's Common People, you know that song Common People? Oh, yeah, it's a great song. She came from Grace, yeah, just for knowledge. Um, William Shatner did a cover of that. Do you remember that? I remember that, yes, it was very. <laughs> Go and look it up. We can't play That's it on good. here for obvious reasons, but yeah, look up William Shatner Common People. He's back with a show now on History Channel. It's called Unexplained, oh, with the emphasis on the X, so it's U N and then a capital X, Explained. That could be right up our strata. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Each week, uh, Shatner explores different genres of strangeness, including uh, mysterious structures. As the mysterious mm. structures one, I watched that, um, and one of them was was this house uh, in America. So I think it was called the Winchester Mystery House. Right. And it was the widow of the guy that invented the Winchester gun. Right. And it was this house that just built and built this huge mansion, yeah. and she just kept building it her whole life. And the theory was she met a medium um, who said, 
there's all these souls that have been killed by the Winchester rifle uh, from, I suppose, was the Civil War, was it? Or was it? No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But all these souls that were, that were killed by this rifle, they're all upset at you. And the only way you can quieten the souls is to build this strange house with staircases that lead up into ceilings and and doors that open yeah. on onto to nothing doors that open on, on the side of like the oh, second floor yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah. and just keep building and building and weird ballrooms and weird things and and in the center of it was a safe within a safe within a safe within a safe and inside that was just a, like a lock of hair from a, from one of her dead children and like a, a picture of, of Winchester himself when the, when they right. went into it. So very odd. But a lot mm. of different other mystery structures yeah. and things. It was a really good episode. We also did one about evil places. And do you remember that that YouTuber guy that went to the um uh, the place the suicide forest? Yes, and was got that Logan lot, Paul? Yeah, he got yeah, a yeah. lot of bother about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, uh they they looked at that place and it's a really cre- creepy, creepy place. There's no birds singing. Everything just feels dark and, and oppressive. Mm-hmm. Uh and they, they look at that. They look at other evil places uh on, on one of the episodes. Tuesday nights, uh, I think it's about nine o'clock in the UK anyway, on the History Channel you'll be able to find it. Um on demand on, on all those things uh, it also covers bizarre rituals strange creatures uh, different things like that I think they're in the, the second series already in the US so uh, yeah a g- good one to keep an eye on Shatner's always <laughs> top notch isn't he you know So one of the really heartwarming things to come out of the uh, wildfires in Australia is how people get together to raise money or supplies for those affected. Uh, And this is an Italian restaurant in New South Wales called Pellegrini's. They came up with an excellent idea to raise money for the rural fire service. You'll love this. They made a 103 metre long margarita pizza. Boke. You love pizza, don't you? Boke. Yeah, that's 338 feet long. Uh, the, one thing you might like better is Christian O'Connell you know the guy who used to be on Absolute Radio he's, he's yeah, gone off yeah. and I listen to his podcast quite regularly he works for uh, Gold down in Melbourne now uh, and they've come up with a bushfire relief beer called Melbourne oh, yes. Gold I built for a bit of that um, is it a lager is it an IPA it's lagery pilsner kind of thing yes, a, yeah. uh, um, it's, Skinner's it's, mate Skinner's lagers quite expensive it's like I think it's 70 um, Australian dollars for what they call a slab down there Wait, what's a slab um, I think it's around 16 cans of yeah but it's slab. in a good cause isn't it it you is know. yeah it's about 40 quid for, for the slab of beer so I think I think it's really good uh, but anyway back to the pizza your favourite thing it's made of metre long pieces of dough uh, pieced together and covered in sauce and cheese melted cheese you love that's your favourite part of pizza hashtag bug Mm. Uh, and then it's baked on a conveyor oven it took four hours to make and provided over 4,000 slices of pizza they mm. are mm. cheesy pizza to yeah. make out your stomach awesome <laughs> another one I saw in the news now today uh, or th- this week imagine you're this guy Alan Hattle uh, you've gone for a nice wee stroll through a graveyard. It's it's interesting to go through a graveyard and look at all the historical stuff. Was he, isn't was it? he doing brass rubbings? He might have been. Yeah. Do people yeah. still do that? I don't know. It was a thing back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- imagine how you'd feel though if you came across your own grave. Was it was it somebody with the same name? Yeah. Like Quinn's Dudley? No, it wasn't. 
No, right? Okay. No, it was his grave. Uh, I didn't even want to be buried. I planned to be cremated. The seventy-five-year-old retired welder from Tayside in Scotland announced he's blaming his ex-wife for the gravestone, though he can't be certain. It sounds like Alan's got a lot of enemies. Yeah, he can't be certain that's, that's, who that's, went to the trouble well, of buying a grave. There could be like half the lads down the pub. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. For a bit of money for it, yeah. The council are keeping tight-lipped and refusing to divulge who bought the plot. That as well. Do you know that's quite sinister? Because I mean, I wouldn't imagine a plot would be that cheap. No. Well, you know, like I don't think you get. I don't think like a tenner would cover it. You know, you would presumably have to be a bit of dosh, like you know. I'm not an expert in this. Uh, no, I don't think it's that much. But you have to be a, a council. Um, you have to live in the council. I think right. it's quite cheap yeah, yeah. that you have to live in, in that council area um, because I had the uh, the purchase one not too long ago. But I'm, I'll be going in it. Right? So I know oh. it's just, just over that hill there. That's Does it have I'm a good view? Brilliant view. Well, be nice. Really, yeah, it yeah. will. Yeah, bit cold on a on a windy day. Uh, the local council keeping tight lipped. Of course, it's GDRP, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, the council. GDPR. G- oh, that's what it is. Uh, this fellow in India, he's a farmer. He's, he's incandescent with rage, though. He's called Shrikanth Agouda. Do you know what's uh, what's got him in such a flap? Can you guess? What's grinding his gears? Local monkeys, they're partial to coffee. They love a mochaccino frappe, yappa lappa, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Did they get those little muffins? Those overpriced muffins with them? Never get the muffins. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for Mr. Gouda, he grows coffee. You can see the problem here, can't you? He yeah, grows yeah. the coffee, and the monkeys like the coffee. Uh, so what would you do? What would you do to solve this issue? I have no idea. Well, he's come up with a solution. He's painted his favourite pooch, black stripes, and yellow colour to make it look like a tiger. Right. So it's a dog, by a Labrador-sized dog. He says it works well, too. He told the local Dunya News, I've seen the monkeys running away at the sight of the dog. The monkeys now refrain from entering my plantation. So that scares off the monkeys, huh? Yeah, that's it. Uh, right, that's it. We're uh, back again with another regular segment of all your weirdness very, very soon. It's going to be about... What, the what? Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. No, that, that we've done the Hollow oh, Earth. Oh, we've done the Hollow Earth. Uh, <laughs> it, would be, it would be Micronations. 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 I can't wait. Oh, I love all any stories about Sealand, so I can't wait to hear that one. Uh, I'm Andy Kane. And remember to join me and my good friend. Lan Johnson. Yeah. Uh, remember to subscribe to our socials. We're facebook.com forward slash Weirdly Enough Podcast. Weirdly Enough PC on Twitter. Weirdly Enough Podcast on Instagram. Uh, and we've got that website that catalogs all our podcasts. Weirdlyenough.com. Uh, you can search and subscribe using your favourite podcast directly to Weirdly Enough. Well, that's it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Weirdly Enough. Remember to subscribe to get the latest edition as soon as it drops. And don't forget to leave a review. Email us about anything we've discussed or with your own weird tale at podcast at weirdlyenough.com.